Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the show that answers the question, which livestock explodes the best? (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm the other host, Dan Ludwig. And we've got a guest with us for the first time all season. Uh, Our guest today is the other half of DTF with Daryl and Timory. Our last guest was was Dr. Timory Schmidt, but we have comedian, improvisational, stand-up, podcast host extraordinaire... Uh, one half of DTF, now DTF at home, Daryl Charles is Hi. with us. Hello. What's going on, Daryl? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I do uh, all of those things. He's correct. Daryl, your debut stand-up album, Black Gentrifier, came out a couple months ago. Uh, yeah. And the tracks I've listened to from it are hilarious. Do you want to tell, plug that real quick and tell our listeners and everything about it? Yeah. Our album's called Black Gentrifier. Um, I, I am one of those. Uh... <laughs> I have a joke that explains it. Uh, <laughs> it's on my album. You go to DarylCharles.bandcamp.com and you can get it. Um, it's also available pretty much anywhere else, but uh, I'm pushing that one because they are waiving fees. So uh, you know, do that. It's a good album. Uh, you know, go on my Twitter, Daryl Daryl underscore, and you can see more jokes from it. They're they're pinned. So. They fucking rule. Hey man. And uh, you're you're one half of DTF, the Daryl and Timory Fun Hour yep. at home Timmery's now. My Fridays at twelve thirty. Yeah, DTF is the greatest sex ed comedy game show in the known universe. <laughs> Doctor Timory is has her doctorate in human sexuality. She is a sexual educator. Is that what she calls it? She's yeah. I call her a full time hustler, part time <laughs> grinder. She she does a lot of different things, and she's a very smart lady, especially when it comes to how people touch each other. Um, and how they present uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes time for the touching. Uh, and I am a comedian for who had AOL far too young for a person to have AOL and be able to get online at night. So we all have our knowledge pulled from different areas, and when they meet, we do DTF. Wait, there's there's a lot of stuff that, like, if your parents were early adopters of the internet, you definitely got, ex- like, you shouldn't have had access to America Online. I've had, like, internet access since I was, like, six or seven, and that's not healthy. That right. resulted in a broken man. You guys had AOL that wasn't absolutely destroyed with child blockers? Because mine was, like, fucking puritanic. My mom was of the opinion, it's a good opinion, that uh, if I get my children into computers, they'll be able to get good jobs. And that was essentially where it ended. She was like, here's a computer. Uh, if you need something for it, tell me. Uh, but other than that, I don't care about this thing. I don't want to see it. I, I mean, not that I don't want to see it, but like she was not in, interested enough to put any kind of blockers on, child blockers or anything. So, yeah. And, and she raised a marginally successful stand-up <laughs> comedian. So hey, well. good, good call with the computer mom. That's yeah, probably hey. not, what she, not what she had in mind. No, not at all. But, you know, she's all right, I hope. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, yeah, on AOL, you know it's bad when you learn that with AOL, you just need to get to the browser part, and then you can go to any part of the internet outside of AOL's little fence. Even though inside the fence, you can definitely, there was all those, like, chat bots, not the chat bots, those bots where people would post their things, and it was, like, peer-to-peer sharing. Yeah, very basic in, the, level. in the wild west early days of the internet, in yeah. the in the ASL days of the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, good old ASL, huh? American Sign Language. That's what we're talking about, FBI. That's absolutely oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I I learned there were some instructional videos. I learned how to uh, sign my name and hello, and that's it. <laughs> yep. And I got a lot of I random learned, I learned enough sign language to say hello to myself, apparently, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Not very useful, to be honest. 
But in the mirror, that guy appreciates Me and it. my siblings discover that Internet Explorer was also in our computer, like, the tunnel in Shawshank Redemption. Like, yeah. AOL was locked the fuck down, and one day we discover you could also get on the internet with this, and just promptly hid it from ever my mom ever finding out it was on there. So we came to the game late. I think that's also a big thing, is that, like, parents are smart enough to know that there's stuff on the internet that they should hide, but not necessarily smart, like, knowledgeable enough to know how to do it. Typically. Like, yeah. Kid, yeah. Kids have been getting around that shit since 1993. It's that thing where they say, like, the, when there's prisoners and guards, the guards will never be able to get over on them because the prisoners live there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we live here, you just visit. <laughs> that's how kids are, especially when it comes to uh, early teenagers and porn. You merely adopted the pornography. <laughs> I was born into it. <laughs> I didn't know there was non-pornographic entertainment till I was already a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that age, you're just like the velociraptors in Jurassic Parks, just testing portions of the fence to find out how you can get to tits. Yeah. It's all healthy. Exactly. Uh, Until it's unhealthy. And then well. <laughs> Timory would have some opinions about this. Uh, before we get into today's show, I want to bitch to you guys about something that happened to me this week. And I know that there is a lot more important shit happening than, like, my vacation. But way back in December, for Christmas, my girlfriend got me a dream package. She got me, like, a, uh, a zoo like animal experience where you get to go and hang out with the animals. And uh, I was going to go up to the zoo in upstate New York and get to feed some red pandas. And I, I absolutely love red pandas. I love those cuddly little dipshits. And now the obviously for obvious reasons, the zoo is closed. Right. But the other part of that was like, we figured while we were going to go up there, she got a deal on like some cabins, like up in the borscht belt. Uh, so there's like some, some cabins, which you know, as a Jew on the East Coast is my homeland. I, so, yeah. I, I need to travel there in the summer like a salmon returning to spawn. Mm. Uh, so we were like, okay, we can't go to the zoo, but we can still go to a cabin. That's a socially distanced-ass vacation. We'll just go up there and, like, be relatively away from other people as long as we don't do the, like, sing-alongs and shit that the camp puts on. Um, <laughs> so we're supposed to go, like, our dates were next Monday through next Thursday. Three days ago, we got an email from them, and they said, oh, hey, guess what? We're going to upgrade your cabin. We Googled it to see where the cabin had upgraded, uh, and that cabin, neither cabin is there because the camp burned the fuck down. <laughs> A fire was, like, lit seven of those buildings aflame, ablaze. Was it a boat? <laughs> was it, wow. Was it a goat? Potentially. Potentially, that joke's gonna make sense to you, you listeners in a minute. So, wow, like, oh man, that's crazy that someone set a fire during a pandemic, like where people were socially distancing. Maybe that was the yeah. problem. Enough people saw it. You had like a, sh you took a shot at having like a fleeting moment of human happiness in 2020, <laughs> and it was just like, boom, get that weak shit out of here. You trying to camp? We saw that just a mile away and burned it the fuck down. Just the Kimbe Mutombo, my <laughs> yeah. fucking shot down there. That's what 2020. No, no, no. Is. <laughs> just, mm -mm. Gotta get creative if you want to have happiness in 2020. Go Stay make home. some fucking bread. Better sleep with the windows open. You trying to camp? <laughs> I'm going away. <laughs> There is no escape. So I'm that's sorry. that's been that's been my fucking week. <laughs> I, I thought y'all would get a, a kick out of that. Yeah, uh, like in March, in March, right before the stay-at-home orders went into place, we were gonna go on a cruise. Fuck. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Like uh, the last uh, DCF we did in public was like March thirteenth or something. That that second Friday, and my cruise was supposed to leave on the Saturday. We, uh, yeah, it was it was four of us that was supposed to go, and I was like the only one that was like, I don't think <laughs> maybe you know the news has been keeping people on the boats for far too long when they come back, and then everyone was gung ho for it, but I ended up talking about it, and then the they canceled the cruise like five minutes before DTF started, so we were supposed to have a wonderful get drunk on a boat vacation. 
that all came oh. tumbling down. So. Oh, that's rough. You couldn't pay me to get on a cruise before. You couldn't pay me to get on a cruise in 2019, <laughs> but sure as hell not today. <laughs> Cruises are fun, man. Especially, uh, I mean, especially if you get the drink package. It's just free drinking on a boat. Uh, I, w- I will say free, this though: the, the the only people who have ever like invited me to go on a cruise are my in laws and my grandmother, and I don't want to do either. Like yeah, wonderful that... people, I love you, Grandma, but no, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> like not at night. I think every like vacation planning group had like one person that was like, guys, it's <laughs> not looking good. Everyone else is just like, it's fine. <laughs> like, I I had a vacation to Miami in uh, the end of March, and I was like, guys, I'm really not, I don't know about this. They just shut down Italy. Like, the whole, <laughs> like, all Country. of Italy. I don't think this is gonna work. And they were like, no. Italy's not Florida. <laughs> Every every travel group has one Cassandra. Daryl, this was uh, you've never seen an episode of the Andy Griffith Show. Not a uh, single before. episode. The only and this was my, my Andy Griffith tie is uh, Matlock. So that's okay, where it begins. Have you seen yeah. a lot of Matlock? Because we haven't seen zero Matlock. I've seen a, quite a few as a kid. Like it was a thing me and my uncle used to do. You know, in the summers, wake up in the morning and watch a couple episodes of Matlock. So, and we started you up like this was the episode we chose for you. Uh, I gotta be honest, for me, this episode, and I'll, I'll tell everyone what episode it is, uh, I got real hype about it when I read the description, and I let that <laughs> hype, like, carry me through the first time I watched it. I was like, this is great! I'm really enjoying this! Then I watched it again this afternoon, and I was like, what What the fuck was I thinking? This this is garbage. Daryl, how did... Uh, t- just before we get into it, how did you feel watching this as your first Andy Griffith episode? I... The thing that struck me, I was like, oh, well, this probably isn't a regular episode because, you know, a lot of sitcoms, and maybe this was the prototype for it, but a lot of sitcoms always have that animal episode where there's, like, Mm -hmm. some kind of animal that's been trained, so it's just a way to show off the tricks that this animal can do. Uh, So I was like, oh, it must be that. And, like, I thought the goat was really nailing its (laughs) lines. Goat was really getting it in. Just a a damn fine goat performance. But, yeah, every, every episode, like, like the dog from Airbud was on Full House for like an episode or two. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, Co- the the dog from Airbud was Comet the dog, or at least one of the Comets on Full House, because that show definitely lasted longer than an average dog's lifespan. Um, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was that, and then other than that, it was like pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard fare. The thing that surprised me was like it looked like it was shot on like a soundstage. Mayberry was huge. Yeah. No, they yeah. uh, they had an entire fucking town as the, like they had they literally just built a town. Holy wow! And and sometimes like especially in like I think it's Warner Brothers Pictures, you know, like the the people that are into this show are really fucking into this show. And sometimes you'll they'll like pop up on the internet and be like, "Ha, huh, that's a part of Mayberry that showed up in Bye Bye Birdie or whatever they filmed." You know? Oh, Dan and I talked about this. We didn't give you one of the episodes that gives that's like fucked up. Uh, which I said. To you. <laughs> yeah. Here's here is the episode we're talking about, though. Um, we are talking about uh, season three, episode eighteen, "The Loaded Goat." Uh, originally airs January twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three. Written by Harvey Bullock and directed by automatically becomes the middle manager of any big box store that he walks into. Bob Sweeney. Fuck, Dan forgot to think of a Bob Sweeney this week. Bob Sweeney. Good enough. Fuck, yeah, uh, and I just want to say like. Uh, Harvey Bullock just made me think of Batman the Animated Series. I was like, oh, look at him working. Yeah. 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 Uh, Batman we, we is giving a... him, like, show notes over his shoulder the entire time. He's cursing Batman, but he's also working on his uh, on his screenplay. Yeah, exactly. He's like, one day I'm going to get away from Gotham City <laughs> and make it as a writer in Hollywood. And then Batman yep. comes in and is just like, would they have veterinarians in Mayberry? <laughs> that was a really bad Batman voice. My Bane voice from earlier was way I better. don't think that's how dynamite works, Bullock. I think, I think, do, <laughs> can you do negative research on a television show? Because you managed to somehow. Batman's like, so he swallows it whole? You can, it, he chewed the dynamite, but somehow <laughs> it's whole in his stomach? How does that even work? <laughs> I didn't ask you for show notes. I didn't ask for notes, Batman. First you're uh, a vigilante. Now you're a critic. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And here is your one sentence summary from Wikipedia, uh, which will make all of the previous jokes make sense. So I guess hit rewind. Um, <laughs> Andy and Barney contend with a goat that ate dynamite. You can see why I got so excited about this. You can see why I watched that. I read that and I'm like, yes, yes. Blo- exploding goat episode. In, in my brain, it immediately went to like Andy and Barney doing the, uh, the 1966 Batman thing where they're running through the town with a giant oversized bomb trying to get Man. rid of it, except it's a goat. And th- that image stuck in my brain. Uh, and that's what I expected this episode to be. This episode is not that. I I thought it was going to be like speed, but with a goat that's full of dynamite where they're just like the goat is just walking down the street and everyone's like, get the fuck out of the way. The goat's going to blow up. <laughs> like instead, it's just a bunch of guys in a room st- standing around a goat just yelling, this goat's full of fucking dynamite. I'm so upset about this. They were so upset with the goat that they completely blew over the fact that the mayor was uh, abusing his power to... Yeah, Welcome to like... Mayberry, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, all right. I was like, okay, Mayberry, trying to bring up corruption? <laughs> the, 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 only, the only thing that's really surprising about what you said is that it's the mayor being corrupt and not Andy himself. Because uh... that dude abuses his power for his own entertainment all the fucking time. <laughs> he is... He is both the sheriff and the justice of the peace, and the show is aware of how fucked up that is. The show makes a reference to how it fucked up it is that the guy that arrests you is also the guy that tries you. And then, <laughs> just like, eh, whatever. So they know it's messed up, but they don't care. He's judge, jury, and then Don Knotts is executioner. More or less. <laughs> the only one with a gun. That was weird, too. Is this a well, known thing? A, a gun that is unloaded. Yeah, he doesn't. He he has one bullet that he keeps in his pocket. That's a recurring thing. <laughs> Be, because hey. like the second they load the gun, it immediately goes off in his hand. Like it, he accidentally fires a gun near like people, vehicles. <laughs> it's like it's the show. Howard. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ron near Howard Ron Howard's avoided... tiny head. Uh, it's there. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> So, yeah, uh, let's talk about this episode, though, um, pulling up. So we open up uh, to the sound of dynamite, a big old explosion, uh, and we're standing in the in the barbershop. Actually, you hear the explosion before we even fade up on anything. Yeah. So, boom, which uh, for our Philadelphia listeners, you should be very familiar with that because we've had mysterious explosions for the past <laughs> two weeks or so just around. Apparently the people of Mayberry were trying to fight for equal rights, and so the <laughs> the powers that be were just letting off explosions to keep them shell shocked and in their house. They were driving yeah. around with a uh, in a truck with speakers on it. Apparently, <laughs> alternatively, alternatively, a simpler but like more trusting in society answer is that, like Philadelphia, Mayberry just has a stupid municipal law that allows fireworks, and fireworks season in Mayberry is from. May to September 30th. (laughs) (laughs) We've had weird random ass explosions. They are probably cops using uh, sound weapons. Yeah, flashbangs. I I mean, I have plenty of friends that live in Philly and that's what they're telling me. It's like, yeah, it's the sound of flashbangs. The on the books explanation is that people are trying to blow up ATMs, which, no. (laughs) Once. That happened once. It only takes one guy dying from trying to blow up an ATM with an M80 for everyone else in North Philly to go, you know what? I'm not going to try it. Yeah. Sounds stupid on paper. Yeah. You know all those exploded ATMs you've seen around town just Mm -hmm. everywhere enough to match up with the amount of explosions you're hearing? That's what that is. They're next to all the payphones. Yeah. (laughs) I will say say blowing up an ATM with an an M80 is pretty much the definition of high risk, high reward, I think. (laughs) Get, getting actually into this, there are loud explosions. Uh, Andy's complaining about this, and he explains. He's like, "Hey, here's the here's the premise of the episode. There's a road construction crew blowing shit up with dynamite somewhere outside of town, uh, and the mayor is there. And the mayor's explaining how great it is that they're working on an underpass. We're doing an underpass and connecting to the highway. He's getting real excited about this because this is the kind of shit you would get excited for." When you're the mayor of a tiny town in, like, rural North Carolina. Then this old, old man named Hudge, who we've never seen before. That's a good uh, name. Walks in. 
It's, it's a, good a name. great weird old man name. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously, obviously, that's got to be this dude's last name, right? Like, we'll never know. Yeah. But it... uh, according to the ultra reliable Mayberry Wiki, his name is Cy Hudgens. Hey, Cy there it is, Hudgens. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I reject that. I want it to be just a one thing. Like he has, he has no first name. He has no last name. He is simply <laughs> Hudge. Like Hodor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Uh, Wolverine's name is Logan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ex- your first name or your last name? Yep. <laughs> except this is like the name of someone that lives in like a little shack in the back of a rich person's property. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just Hudge rustling around. Don't worry about what Hudge is doing. He's always got some squirrel on, in the pot. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the best way to describe Hudge is he's absolutely a guy who tries to defend an amusement park by dressing up as a ghost uh, and is then unmasked by a group of teenagers in a Great Dane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the, the person you should be seeing. So Hudge has comes in, but no one cares about Hudge. The interesting part is that he's got his friend with him. He brought his goat, Jimmy, into the barbershop, by the way. And, of course, the mayor is like, what? You, you can't bring a goat into the barbershop. And for the first time ever, Andy's like, yeah, no, uh, mayor's right. You can't bring a goat into the barber. Why, why do you have a goat here? <laughs> um, why? And uh, Hudge's like, weird old man answer is like, well, Jimmy wanted to come into town, so I thought I would show him around. I'm going to show him everything today. Yeah, he had a case of FOMO. Yeah, uh, that that goat has been under quarantine for a long time, and that goat really needs to get a haircut. Like... It really did. He had the things hanging down, and everyone was grabbing him by his uh, goatee. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why that's called that. Uh, it is the first of a long trend of this dude talking to a goat like it is a human man. Like, he has full conversations with this goat. He talks to it like, like he has, like, like, like spats with this goat. And right. everyone is just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's just a normal thing to do and not, like, we gotta go get that goat again. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Hudge some fucking help. We need we need to get him some care. This is really going downhill fast. Now nah, they were probably sitting there like, finally, Hudge has somebody to talk to other than me. <laughs> this goat oh. is the best thing to happen to him. To, to us, yeah. now he doesn't come over <laughs> here us. stinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to deal with Hudge's shit anymore. Yeah, right. Hudge and the real goat. All right. Um... <laughs> Oh, but then is it? It's Hudge that brings up that the making of the overpass is just to give money to the mayor's brother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Hudge, yeah. Hudge brings up that the that they're making the uh, underpass so that the highway has to go by the mayor's brother's gas station. Right. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. there's a there's an okay bit where the mayor ab- like adamantly denies it, says that's a lie, that's an absolute lie. God can strike me down if if that's tr- if that's not a lie, and then there's another like explosion. Real good comedic timing on the uh, on the Dynamite Squad, I guess. Uh, should point out they're all hanging out at they're all hanging out at the barber shop, uh, and they explain that the barber Floyd is out at lunch taking a very long lunch. Uh, but what Dan and I know is that that dude had a stroke. Howard McNear, the actor that plays Floyd. Is nowhere to be seen. So they were just like, we, I don't know, like we paid rent on the on the barbershop <laughs> set for the month. The guy that plays the barber isn't here, but we still want to use this damn set. Like, look, he, he's sick, but we need to keep the economy open. You, you yeah. don't understand. <laughs> it's important that goods and services are transferred. You have a place to sit down and watch someone act like they're getting a haircut. <laughs> Any any like other show when a care when an actor has a stroke and isn't able to perform, they'd be like, Floyd is away and we all miss him very bad and we hope Floyd is doing his best. And they're just like, he's at lunch. Don't <laughs> don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, like, you they, know, they Floyd actually... eating that fatty food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like shame him for it. They're like, you know that Floyd's just a piece of shit who who always takes lunches that are like two hours long. In in all fairness, we've it's been demonstrated numerous times that Floyd is a shitty barber, and like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like they only go to him because he's the only game in town. But still, yeah, 
the whole setup feels like almost passive aggressive against the the actor Howard McNear because it feels like Floyd is taking a super long time at lunch and he should be back any day now, Floyd. Like, we're all waiting for you to get back. Imagine that you're Howard McNear at home, like, recovering from a stroke, and you're like, oh, I'm going to turn on CBS and see what my friends <laughs> at work are doing. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, well, it's much better than, like, yeah, this is now the Floyd's Memorial Barbershop. <laughs> that's true. Like, well, uh, at least I can, I can come back from lunch at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They didn't, like, recast him or something. <laughs> Not like, hey, Some I'm Floyd, too! <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so, Hudge takes the goat out. He ties it to a bench. He does have a conversation with the goat. Like, you stay here. Dan, you wrote like a human person. He's talking to it like you're talking to your dog. You know, you stay here now. Be a good boy. He walks away. Goat immediately, like, bails on this. Uh, again, because as Daryl pointed out, like, they trained a goat to move a rope, I guess. He untied the rope with his mouth. Yeah, you don't yeah. see many trained goats these days, honestly. You don't. It's, like, it's a lost art. Yeah, just the the quality of goat in this country has gone down severely <laughs> since the 1960s. <laughs> we used to be a we used to be a proud country that turned out quality goats capable of complex maneuvers, and now they're just lazy creatures. Yep. Anybody uh, just they, get really weirded out by the goat's eyes? Goat's eyes are just weird. They're, they're, they're like they, horizontal cat eyes. Yeah, once once you realize that a goat's pupils are square, you can never like unsee oh. it. They're yeah. they're so deeply vacant. Like, <laughs> like all animal eyes have like a, a a weird vacancy to. A lot of animal eyes have a weird vacancy to them, but goat's eyes are like 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 four dimensionally vacant. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, it just weirded me out. Goats look like somebody tried to draw sheep from memory, <laughs> <laughs> and they and were I, I I had nothing else for that. Damn, that fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, kudos on the goat horns. Yes, yeah. nice set of horns. That's a well-fed yeah. goat. They, they yeah, except the it's too dehydrated. The the horns get they get weird. Yeah, they gave that goat some like satanist ass horns, like big mm-hmm. and fucking curly. Yeah, that that goat. Uh, was in the Dragnet movie 20 years later. I did think it was weird when the goat asked Barney if it would like to live deliciously. <laughs> <laughs> I I just politely stood down with my The Witch reference and you did one. Fuck. <laughs> the goat does go to Barney, uh, who is actually playing his goddamn harmonica. This oh, doesn't make God, sense for- to you, Daryl, but but yeah, we've had we've had like references to Barney trying to play the harmonica and no one wants to hear him, like, for three seasons now, it's been a running gag. He's fine. He's just hanging out, playing his harmonica. For some reason, they call it a French harp throughout this entire episode, which doesn't make any sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, is that what it's called? It's it's a weird... It's like aluminum and aluminum. It's a French harp in the UK. I... Who knows, man? I've never heard it called that. And they've called it a harmonica... On this show multiple times, so I don't know. I I do kind of like it better. Uh, I kind of prefer French harp to harmonica. It it rolls off the tongue a little better. Oh, I mean, I don't French harp is what you call playing the harmonica. Like tongue kissing is French kissing. Oh, uh, the way he did. I, I I would I believe that one hundred percent with all of my heart immediately. You said it authoritatively. I don't know if that's the result of any research or expertise whatsoever, but I will all. like get in an argument with a party over that now. <laughs> uh, so the, the goat enters because the goat I don't know likes Barney's harmonica playing. Uh, there's an okay scene between Don Knotts and this goat, uh, and he kicks the goat out. Look how well trained that goat is, because like Barney's like trying to kick it and push it, and it was just like kind of just that's what's happening. Like it did not freak out. It's like the horns on that goat. That goat untrained would have murdered him. Can can we? Can, let's let's take a let's take a beat. Is the goat the best actor in this episode of television? One hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say so. I I think we can say I mean, that the the goat is like. This ju- goat is like it's, <laughs> this goat is like Juilliard time. chain. 
<laughs> this goat's resume is a fucking mile long. <laughs> this goat is offer only. This goat does not need to audition. <laughs> this goat brought the house down as Macbeth. <laughs> uh, there's a really weird bit where Andy comes in uh, and he asks if anyone's called and uh, Barney says every time there's a blast Miss Vickers calls and asks if the Yankees are marching cannons down the street uh, <laughs> thinking it's the Civil War and um, that that was a weird moment and I was like oh yeah Mayberry like I yeah I was like uh, that train is never late that's what I thought <laughs> when I saw that part <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, sure. <laughs> Every once in a while, Mayberry likes to just, like, whisper near, by the way, the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know where we are. The Which... South is, is a character in this show. <laughs> and it's racist. <laughs> and it's... it's like New York in a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> uh... Also racist. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> picture that like in the 60s in the south everyone with dementia just thought that it was the civil war all the time so like it must have just been like oh yeah all the old people are just wandering around with bayonets today it's just don't worry about it this isn't even the only show we've seen do this the beverly hillbillies had an entire episode around that around grandma being like grandma beverly hillbilly i don't know what uh <laughs> grandma beverly That's, yeah. uh, yep <laughs> yeah like being convinced that it's still the Civil War, <laughs> like they loved that bit. They loved that bit. They're just like, ah, the South never forgot about this. <laughs> it's like that Japanese soldier that they found on an island in the Pacific who still thought it was World War Two, but significantly yeah. worse <laughs> and a lot honestly, more harmful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I mean, I was making fun of that, but it's 2020, and I'm actually sure that there are people who were born 10, they were born 20 years ago that still think that the Civil War is going on. And there's so, some people alive now who are trying to start it again. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get to part two. It, it was just intermission for about, you know, 200 years, yeah. 150 years. Like, Oh uh, man, that's a such a weird fucking joke to just make as if it's like who's on first. And to, to allude to it is one thing, but then to play out the joke afterward means that like they had put some thought yeah. into it. Like there were high fives over the punchlines <laughs> in the writer's room. They, that's they, true. They double tap the joke. They're like, you know what? We can't let this go past. Let's get our fucking money's worth out of this Civil War joke. Yeah, so so to explain, explain, uh, Barney says that line. He says, Mrs. Vickers calls every blast and asks if it's, if it's Yankee cannons. We all laugh. And then the phone rings, and Andy picks it up, and he goes, no. there's an no. explosion. There's, yeah, there's an explosion, explosion. And right after the explosion, the phone rings. And yeah. That's true. And then Andy's like, yeah, no. Here's, we're going to do the exact thing that we just heard, because this is television in the 1960s, and this is what passes for writing. Mm-hmm. You just, you already just did that joke, Bullock. <laughs> why, why did you tell the joke and then do the joke again? Show, just... it's show, don't tell, not show and tell, Bullock. <laughs> it's, it was the days before I'm Final bad. Draft. There was nothing to like be like, hey, you did this already. This is a duplicate. They, it's basically, they set up like a Chekhov's gun with this joke and then immediately fire it. They're like... Like, set up, punchline, boom! Ah, boom. Sorry. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Chekhov's leaky super soaker. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so, uh, Hudge runs in, he's looking for his goat, uh, and Barney's like, the goat was just here, it must have just wandered around. Uh, and then, so... Here's our here's our new thing where we try to figure out how the community could have solved this problem without the involvement of the Mayberry Police Department whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Is there no like animal control? Is there no veterinarian? It's like it feels like we got a, a goat wandering around. Should not be a police problem. This should not be a police matter at all. It really but, should have been as simple as Hudge going outside and being like, hey, anybody see a goat? And then someone's <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's right here. It's in my hardware store. Come get <laughs> right. your fucking coat. All right, or yeah, or they just go outside and you just hear someone like, hey, whose coat is this? <laughs> yeah, because the goat wanders into the police station and instead of him being like, hey, did someone lose a goat? He's just like, get out of here, livestock. Go out into the street <laughs> where there are cars. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to give you all a sense of time, I want you to, to know that it has been 90 seconds <laughs> since the goat left to the point where, uh, like, Hudge walks in and it's like, hey, has anyone seen a goat? So I don't know if, if Hudge has cataracts or something, because he right. should have seen that, guy, that goat leave. <laughs> but So yeah, that goat could not have gotten far. But apparently he, he goes into an alley that's behind the hardware store. Uh, and wanders into an open shed, a shed which we know contains tons of dynamite that they just left unlocked. Not just unlocked, but open. Like, the door yeah. was wide open, and you could just walk in, grab some dynamite, and walk out. I will say, that is a police matter. Like, that is something that <laughs> Missing dynamite? Definitely. should get a fucking citation for. <laughs> like, And that is funny, because, yeah, both of them look at the dynamite in this open shed. They go, all right, guess we should leave this door open and go find a goat. The situation where something took dynamite out of this room is pretty bad, <laughs> but we're not going to lock it. Which, honestly, like, thank God it was a goat, because, like, uh, like someone could have been like, hey, I'm Billy, I'm seven, I went and took some dynamite, I rule this town now. Like, yeah. this is, I will blow up the 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 barber shop if you don't heed my demands because <laughs> I have a box of dynamite that was very easily to obtain. If Ron Howard was better trainable, it would have been him instead of the goat. Oh, that would have been great. It's just Ron Howard had some dynamite. We have to obey his commands like the kid <laughs> from Twilight Zone. It, it it could be that like shitty bully kid that Ron Howard turned into a supervillain a couple of episodes ago. Like, yeah, there's there's your payoff, right? You've all ostracized me, and now I, this went in a dark direction. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm, not gonna, I'm probably gonna cut this bit. Um, but anyway, the the thing is, there's a goat. I'll just cut my part. Uh, <laughs> uh, the height of podcasting class is just. I'm gonna cut my part. You know what? Joke. Let's take that. We'll uh, fix that in post. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Hudge does say that that goat's going to eat anything because it's a goat. And then immediate hard cut to the goat just in a room full of dynamite. Just absolutely packed to the gills with dynamite. Cartoonishly just, full of dynamite. Yeah, so the, the goat eats a bunch of fucking dynamite and then just, like, strolls out. Like, there's a shot of, like, the goat chewing on dynamite. Um, It's pr pretty funny. It's solid. <laughs> it <laughs> it makes... No fucking sense whatsoever, but it's a solid bit. There's a, a another bit here I like where Otis like comes out of a basement, uh, and that is like a hidden still. Uh, again, showing how fucking incompetent the Mayberry police are here. They have one job. They investigate one crime, and that one crime is moonshining. And they are ten feet away from a still, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> With the guy who's always at the still, and they're like, "Hey, have you seen a goat?" Notoriously <laughs> drunk member of the community. Have you? Can you help us with this situation? Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we're, we're having a problem. We're looking for something." And he was like, "Well, I don't know where the still is." They're like, "What?" And he was like, "No." There, there are like six crimes between that and the and the uh, and the the blatant corruption, where everyone is just like, <laughs> "We'll circle back to it." <laughs> you just admitted to a crime. We'll we'll come back. We'll get we'll get to this eventually. Uh, no, so I do like that bit where uh, they ask if Otis has seen a goat, like a, any kind of animals wandering around, and he walks away going, "Nope, I haven't seen anything like that, but I will." Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> pretty good. good, pretty good. Hal, Hal Smith is Otis, always always fun um, when he's not being absolutely fucking disgusting. Kind of kind of teeters on on either side of that. A yeah, whole bunch I, of stupid I, shit happens. Like, uh, we do, like, Opie shows up and just recaps the plot of the episode like he always does. Finally, we get to the, the bit where 
They find the shed. They find the big missing dynamite. Big bit of Barney lighting a match in, in the shed. And, like, he nearly shits himself. His yeah, Zippo. And he was, like, light. shaking it. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Don Nazi out here knocking it out the park. Yeah, that was <laughs> some exceptional Don Knotts acting. That is, like, him earning his fucking paycheck. <laughs> yep. Like, a, compl- a silent scene. With him shaking and bugging his eyes. It's like, yeah, that's Don Knotts. I only know him from Three's Company. So it's nice to know that, like, yeah, he, oh, he, this is why he was so effective. Yeah. The landlord. Like, he he turned into a Looney Tunes character in that moment. Like, he was <laughs> Daffy Duck doing, like, the shaking and the stuttering. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... Don Knotts almost shits himself in a room full of dynamite. Um, uh, the lightest, they... z- the brightest Zippo lighter that you'll ever <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah. yeah, he he lights the Zippo, and it's like the fluorescent lights just pop up overhead. <laughs> yeah. Like su- suddenly, suddenly it's like a fucking like YouTube makeup artist ring light in here. <laughs> the Zippo lighter is full of fucking jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they do to like light the Olympic torch in that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he walks out and he's like, "That room is full of fucking dynamite. Holy shit! I'm just gonna be here having like heart palpitations." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy's like, "All right. So I have a piece of rope and I have a chewed on piece of dynamite. I'm going to immediately jump to what is going on, and no one's going like any other show. They'd be there'd be a scene of someone being like." No, a goat didn't eat a bunch of dynamite. That's an insane thing to say. But everyone is just like, fuck, yeah, we're on sounds, board. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, there's there's no resistance to the premise of this episode whatsoever. <laughs> I think we're, the literal... goat ate this... No, it's like, I, I think the goat ate this dynamite. And then someone's like, not again! <laughs> move on. Literally the only time on this show we've ever seen Andy use deductive reasoning, by the way. <laughs> And he, as a reminder, he is the sheriff whose job it is to solve crimes. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna kind of move in, move on here. Um, they get the goat, and they get the goat rounded up into the jail, and they've made the jail cell up. I, a plus work by the uh, Andy Griffith Show set design team. Yeah, they've made they've made the jail cell up into a barn. They have like nailed. Uh, the bed to the wall and a whole bunch of other cushion stuff to the wall in case the goat blows up. Um, <laughs> so, so they've like locked this goat in a cell uh, and are just like standing there pacing, uh, trying to figure out what the hell to do with this goat. Uh, yeah. Is this where they they bring in the explosives expert? Yeah. So the explosive ex- the explosive ex- expert is there, like talk to him, and he's basically just going like, I, "I don't know, you got a bunch of dynamite and a fucking goat. I I'm not paid enough to give a shit about this." <laughs> well, no, isn't that um the drunk dude ends up showing up and with his own key, which threw me off. I was like, "Does he live there? Is he just living in the drunk tank?" They operate on the premise that the drunk guy they let him like sleep it off in the jail to the point every that day. They have- yeah, they give him a key so he can just come in whenever he wants. Okay, I, th- I thought so. I was like, May- all right, Mayberry? Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, take this nap in this cell. This is the first time we, I think we've seen that Otis has his own key to the building. We've seen yeah. him enter and let himself into the cell a million times. But this is the first time I think it's ever shown that, like, they just gave him a key, like, a key to the office. I think they've, like, asked him before, like, hey, Otis, uh... We're going to be out of town for a few days. Do you mind just stopping in since you're going to be here anyway and we know it? <laughs> you, know, you know, just leaving prisoners unattended as as we are wont to do. He's that violent of a drunk that they're just like, here's a key. Yeah. When you have a couple few, when you have a few too many, and the bartender says leave, just go in the cell. If you just go in the cell, we won't do anything. Just yeah. Go. Basically, like, let's just take out the middleman of arresting you and just right. just come on in. Uh, oh, there, there, my... there is a bit here where uh, where Hudge finds Jimmy in jail before they put him in a cell, and he's like this like weird, timid man who's just like, "Oh, Jimmy, I don't know, I don't want to have to do this, but I'm gonna have to give you a real spanking to teach you a lesson." Like, Upsetting, <laughs> just very disturbing, and he's about to kick his goat uh, before Barney and Andy stop him. That's, That's right. when they lock him up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and, go 
and he gave him a warning, and the warning was, "I have to kick you." Yeah, like, he's, oh my god. He's like, "I hate to do this, man, but I'm gonna have to give you a good swift kick." I gotta break at least three ribs, but you'll never <laughs> learn your lesson. Yeah, he winds up to like actually fucking <laughs> kick his goat, like, and and they and roll to in. Be clear, and- to be clear, Andy and Barney's like problem is not like were you just gonna kick that goat yeah they're just like they're they're like no you can't kick that particular goat kicking other goats is fine but this particular goat there's people there's goats you can kick and there's goats that you can't kick and this is one of the goats you can't kick i would have i would have loved if there was just a quick moment where they're like there's dynamite in this goat we have very serious situation quick side note man don't kick goats right (laughs) what are you doing i get it it's your goat it's but, your goat, but you're a farmer. Like you, you, you're trusted with animals. Be cool. Just don't, don't kick goats. Like, do you really think that the goat is capable of understanding, like, <laughs> cause and effect here? This goat has like zero memories, <laughs> and this goat should be starving because I don't yeah. think that uh, dynamite has a lot of nutritional value. It's not a lot of protein to break down or vitamin A. Like this, this goat is still needing food. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's by the way go ahead and be and explain here. If you do Google what happens if a goat eats dynamite, uh, like four hundred pages of Minecraft guides come up. That's what fucking happens. I tried to research this and it was like, what happens when when how do you detonate dynamite? And it's like, how do you detonate dynamite in Minecraft? Let me tell you. Like, when I when I googled this, I was like, oh, I'm gonna end up on a an FBI watch list. I'm a socialist googling dynamite, and it was just like, don't worry, Minecraft's here to really buffer that. <laughs> I, I googled the specific phrase, "What happens if a goat eats dynamite?" Because other people have asked this since 1968 or whatever, uh, <laughs> and people have been trying to figure this out. The answer is that goat probably is just gonna die. Like, that goat's probably going to get sick and die. End of story. It's like, so C4. there's no nutritional value to dynamite. Yeah, zero. Are, are you negative, negative, actually. Yeah. Negative. <laughs> in, in, uh, in the same sense that, like, cyanide doesn't have nutritional value. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're talking to the engineer, he does a speech and he's like, listen, I've been doing blasting for 20 years. And if well, there's one thing I've learned that you can't predict what dynamite is going to do. Except you totally can. It's a chemical (laughs) fucking reaction. And they're like, they're like, if you hit dynamite, like if you punch dynamite, it might go off. No. Dynamite doesn't go even go off if you set it on fire. You have to detonate a smaller explosion in dynamite to make dynamite go off. And it's like, it's a dumb thing to get mad about, but also it's the central fucking like premise of the show, of the episode. So it's like if you were watching, uh, like, Fast and Furious, and they were like, if you paint the car red, it'll go faster. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And and the guy's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Dynamite has existed since 1860. (laughs) Like, it's not a thing they they just invented. It's been around. My thing is, right, if if the guy who's in charge of blowing shit up near your town is just like, hey, I don't know how this shit works, how are how is your response, all right, well, thanks for coming in. <laughs> and they never, was it his dynamite? Yeah, that's, was... that's also never cleared up. Like, was it his or was it just dynamite that belonged to the hardware store owner? And also, Municipal why dynamite. the hardware store owner, why, yeah, public works dynamite, really, just like. Also, why does why is there just all this dynamite? No one answered that question. Why is there all this dynamite in this shed in town? I would imagine the construction crew has their own dynamite storage on site. They're outside of town, right? Yeah. So why would you keep yeah. it in town to bring it back out? Yeah. None of that. None of that makes sense. But I'm just I, the like not the how nonchalant they are that this explosives expert just said I don't fucking know, and they were like, "Cool, keep blowing up stuff near our town. We have no yep. further questions." <laughs> Also, Andy does tell Barney like there's only one person you can call in a situation like this. Go get the uh, go get the explosive expert. And to which I'm screaming, veterinarian! <laughs> <laughs> you are an agricultural community. Is there not one single vet in this entire thing who can just be like, oh shit? Can no one pump a goat's stomach? I think that that's a thing that can definitely happen. Like, I mean, if you think kicking it'll set it off, you probably don't want to pump the stomach, but you could at least put it down 
it is a goat. Like, yeah, yeah, they do operate on the premise that if the goat, if they, they, because one, at one point the mayor says, "Shoot the goat in the fucking head," and they're like, "Well, then it's going to fall down and explode." So they're operating on the premise that, like, if the dynamite has like a foot drop, it's going to blow up an entire building. So, like, if I... the goat shits it out, it's going to blow up whatever <laughs> is around. It's, it's, if, the go- if the goat shits it, it out, it's going to be, like, those little poppers that you throw down at the 4th of July with those little snap caps. <laughs> it was one thing I know about goats. It's that they are shitting constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, give, give it a couple hours, man. This won't be a problem. It's, yeah, it's such a weird premise. Like, it... it like, it doesn't make any fucking sense if you did, like, even an iota of research. <laughs> wow. Am I, uh, it, it, that is silly, but my favorite part when the mayor is like, uh, shoot the goat, is that Andy goes and gets a gun and gives it to him, like, well, why don't you do it, pussy? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking a lot of shit shooting stuff. You want to look that goat in its square eye and shoot it? I didn't think so. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It was like, okay, Andy. <laughs> he big dicks the mayor so hard. <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. He could have just explained his point, but he hands him a gun. <laughs> He's like, he, yeah, no, he, he he points out that the idea is stupid, but he also calls him too much of a, like, too much of a bitch to shoot the gun. <laughs> yeah, it's the craziest thing. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. I was like, he really doesn't like guns. He's Batman. Yeah. It, it, oh. feel, it feels like those are two separate points, right? Like, point A is you cannot... Point A is you cannot shoot the gun. You cannot shoot the goat. It will explode. Point B is you're too much of a bitch to do it anyway. <laughs> right? Which, it, it is the strength of this show of how many episodes of television are you going to see someone go, you fucking shoot the goat. You execute this. <laughs> like, you're never going to see an episode of Frasier where he's like, you kill this goat, Niles. You shoot this goat in the fucking head. That line is what started the episode. It was like, Harvey Bullock was at home and he was like, you shoot the goat. <laughs> yeah, all right. And then he, there's that was there's an episode of TV here. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely the kernel that, that like stewed in his brain. You shoot in, the in goat fair- was the working title. <laughs> in fairness, right? If you sit at home like brainstorming, and by brainstorming I mean getting fucking loaded on martinis, uh, <laughs> and you come up with the line, "You shoot the goat, mayor," and you write that line down, you're not doing anything else until you've built a half hour of television around that. Like, hey, it's, I feel it's what for the greatest you. generation does. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. <laughs> they leave the goat alone. Everybody leaves. Uh, to go get goat stuff. They're like, let's go get more hay and pillows or whatever. Otis rolls up drunk. How, like, did he down that entire bottle of moonshine? It's been like <laughs> half an hour. We saw him sober not 20 minutes ago. Like, and he is just shit-faced. Uh, he fucking fights the goat. He lets himself into the cell. He lets himself in. Hal Smith doing just amazing physical work here. Uh, he he lets himself into the cell. He tries to get into the bed that is on the wall, and he does a pratfall. He does it twice. They're both very good. Uh, and then he sees this goat. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing here, goat? This is my cell." And he then he has like a fucking like prison fight with this goat. <laughs> he does a brawl in cell block ninety nine with this fucking goat, like. It's it, it's like funny for like a bit, and then after some point, it's like you're really watching someone bottom out here. Like <laughs> this is on an episode of Intervention where you're like, like once like, we caught is... him fighting that goat, we were like, dude, yeah, we love you. You need to like, you need to take care of yourself. Like Otis, I res- I love and respect you. You've been like a brother to me. But when I saw you fight that goat, I knew that it was time for you to clean up. Everyone you know has written you a letter, starting from this letter from the goat. Get help. Powerful stuff. Right. Powerful stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so like he didn't the notice the hay. Like he, all of this yeah. stuff, he completely passes by. He falls in it twice, and then he turns and sees a goat. Yeah, 
I I don't think I've ever been drunk enough to not notice that basic aspect of my surroundings. Like <laughs> at at my most debauched in like college, I've never there... been drunk enough to not notice a goat and hay. <laughs> Otis locks himself in the cell. The goat is out of the cell. Just kind of like they trained this goat to just shake its head back and forth wildly, which it just does this in a threatening manner for about eight minutes. Yep. Um, uh, Andy enters. He basically just like shits his pants at that moment. And he doesn't play. <laughs> Andy and Barney both do a pretty funny like floor is lava kind of thing where they climb up onto the desk to get away from this goat, which is still just shaking its head back and forth. Upset. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like that. I, I get it. I mean, you know, he's sitting there taking a nap, and all of a sudden, this drunk dude shows up. He uh, throws him out, and then he's standing there. And then the the sheriff comes and takes the drunk side. Yeah. <laughs> from from the goat's perspective, this has been a really fucked up day, yeah, right? <laughs> Like, number one, I was happy at home. This dickhead dragged me into town. I didn't want to fucking go to town. Then I tried to go get some lunch, but this shit tastes terrible. So bailed. <laughs> then the guy was gonna beat the was gonna just beat me. He was threatening to kick my ass. Then they locked me in jail, and then another drunk asshole came and fought me. And yeah, the police could, took that guy's side. So I, I I'm okay with that goat just being like, I'm sick of this fucking shit. Yeah, pretty much. I, I get him. He she flipped out. He had very good reason. Yeah. Shake his head viciously. Honestly, we're lucky that all he did was shake his head. He should have been livid. Everyone's been yelling at him all day. Should have charged at him. Yeah. But, you know, thankfully the uh, French harp makes its debut. Or (laughs) re-debut. Andy tells Barney to take out the harmonica. uh, And they Pied Piper this goat, uh, basically. The goat (laughs) really likes the harmonica. uh, And so they use this to just lead the goat out of town. And then end of episode, because they did not solve this problem. I For a second, I'm going, did they just take this goat out to the field to put it down? What is happening yeah. there? They say that the goat is staked up in an empty field uh, far away from everybody. Which is basically like, yeah, when that goat shits and dies from a massive explosion, it'll be far away. Be fine. Like, well, like, what... Even in the show's internal logic, that solves nothing. Is it just is it like the is it just like the ending of the Babadook? Like every once in a while, someone's got to just go out there and feed this exploding goat and then run away. Like <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, uh, we needed to do something with the goat, so we set a T Rex trap, and uh, we're good now. Don't worry about it. Mayberry's safe from goats <laughs> and dinosaurs. A fucking, like, wolf is going to come out of the woods, attack the goat, and just immediately explode. This goat is just rife with potential. That's two <laughs> birds with one goat, man. Like, hey. Now we no longer have a wolf problem. That was the same as Daryl's dinosaur joke, I know. No, no, but that's, it, it totally makes sense. They, they, yeah, they really just put it there, and then you never, there's no resolution. Like, that is the res- resolution. Like, okay, it's out of town. <laughs> it's no longer our problem. <laughs> State troopers' problem now. Yeah, we, we took it, it j- just over our line of jurisdiction, <laughs> and <laughs> it's the neighboring county's problem now. <laughs> let's these let's see those smug assholes deal with an exploding goat. I've never heard a more succinct description of this show than the exploding goat is someone else's problem now. <laughs> they go the stinger is they go back uh they call up the uh, explosion team and like you guys can start blasting again and i guess on the other end the explosive expert's like okay but i don't know how this shit works <laughs> it might just go off on its own you can't predict anything with dynamite i have a master's degree in this <laughs> Woo! click we just throw the dynamite at the wall and hope good things happen. Maybe it'll explode. Maybe it'll turn into a leprechaun. I don't understand this shit. Andy and Barney go into the other room to get something. I don't know. The mayor and Hudge come out. It was a broom. Uh, they were going to clean up that hay. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, the mayor and Hudge come into the jail. They don't know that Andy and Barney are in the other room. They hear an explosion. They assume... Well, that goat just blew up and probably killed our entire police department. 
Yeah, the mayor delivers, like, an emotional, heartfelt eulogy on the spot. Uh, Hudge talks about how his goat is also neat. Hudge does not give a shit that two men are dead. <laughs> He's like, that was a cool goat. Fuck. Uh, with, like, he was very the- regular. Yeah, with, like, the disappointment of finding out that your laptop doesn't work anymore. Uh, And, yeah, the mayor gives, like, a pretty good eulogy for two people that have not been particularly nice to him. Two people he does not like. He does not like either of those men. Yeah, and then they come out and they're basically like, look at you having emotions, you Uh, fucking asshole. (laughs) Hey, tell us how good we are again, you idiot. Uh, how dare you think that we died and say something nice about us? Right? You thought I Get- died and you wanted to say something nice? Ah, that's why you could never pull a trigger. <laughs> you yeah. punk. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you for honoring my memory, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you have emotions like a girl. Get out of here. <laughs> the only valid way to deal with the death of a close friend is to punch a wall. Yeah. <laughs> or to set off some dynamite. Uh, yeah, and then the mayor runs out, and then I don't, re- I don't end, remember the last bit. End of episode. That's it. Like, yeah, they done. they shake hands. Oh yeah, they all just <laughs> that's shake it. Hands. They just shake hands. They go, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, so it's like, oh no, we're not dead. So was that the goat? Ah, on time. <laughs> the the goat is in God's hands now. We'll just see. What, <laughs> the goat is going to travel the earth, and just where it explodes is going to be like its own little mystery. Like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. The goat that eventually blows up. Yeah. Ratings for this episode, um, Daryl. We do. Uh, we do the Barney meter and the Andy. Me- the Andy meter and the Barney meter. The Andy meter is. How good is this episode as an episode of television? How much do we appreciate it? The Barney meter is, how fucked up is this episode? Like, how much shit did this cause that, like, we're still seeing repercussions of today? Um, So, Barney meter, how good is this? Dan? I'm gonna put it at, like, a six. There's an, There's a goat full of dynamite, and they do, like, surprisingly little with it. It's mostly just dudes yelling at each other. Like a, yeah, like a six. I I went from liking this episode to not liking it, and then we started talking, and I started liking it again. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it at like a seven and a half, but at least three of those points are just like superb goat acting, just like <laughs> yeah. like bonus for the that goat, well trained goat. Daryl, how you feel about this? Wait, which which one are we doing? Uh, how good is this? The Andy meter. The Andy meter. Oh yeah, I yeah, I, I mean it's I. I guess I have to give it a five. I haven't seen any other episodes, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, I do. Okay. For how good is it as an episode of television? Yeah. I'd probably say like, I'd say like, yeah, like a six or a seven. Cause you know, I always love the animal episode of shows. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the fact that they don't really give a shit about that goat, uh, in canon is a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's a little <laughs> pretty fucked up. It's fucked up. Uh, so, so Barney meter of how fucked up is this episode? You putting that Barney meter pretty high then? <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it. Well, yeah, it, uh, the mayor admits that he is just trying to help his brother out. Everyone laughs it off. The, the yeah. you know, no one calls the uh, racist antebellum lady out on her nonsense. And go fuck a goat. Uh, <laughs> along with the incompetence of uh, the engineer, I yeah, it's pretty pretty fucked up. I, I'd probably say like eight or nine on the Barney meter. Yeah, I I put it up there too. Just like <laughs> the the weird racism that they just were like like just like oh let's just put some civil war shit in here and then just leave it like like a fucking turd in a pool like we're just gonna like <laughs> ignore like, it <laughs> yeah uh, and also fucking the the fact that they just like the mayor just is like hey I'm doing a corruption does anyone want to see my <laughs> I'm doing a corruption T shirt I really love it. It, it's about the crime I'm doing. Oh, uh, mayor. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you and your wacky abuses of power. <laughs> they're one of my favorite traits about you. Anyway, back to this whole deal. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like a, a, probably a seven or an eight. I, I guess I'll go along with you guys, too. I'm going to put it at, at like an eight as well. Um, Don't just go <laughs> along with peer pressure, Marty. Go your, like, 
Pick, like, go with your heart. You've mentioned everything. You've hit all of the points. There's nothing else for me to talk about other than the fact that, like, they don't solve this problem and they don't care too much to do so. So, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that goat is eight. not okay. No, yeah. the goat is dead. The goat, <laughs> that goat, is, the goat, goat. is on borrowed time at best. It's Schrodinger's goat by the end. It's like, yeah. did it explode? <laughs> the, the, the go- and it's gonna die horribly. Like it's not gonna like go in its sleep. The goat is going to explode. It's yeah, it's terrible. The, they they really do not help that goat in any way whatsoever. So that's pretty much wraps it up for us. Unless Daryl, you got anything else to add to this, this um, thing that we made you watch? You know, uh, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I I knew that Ron Howard was in it, and I knew the whistling. So now I have a larger, uh, you know, reference to the Andy Griffith show. I'm never going to watch another episode unless no, you uh, it's for a podcast. <laughs> you now have a little bit better of an understanding of the rich tapestry that is Ron Howard, and mm. that's that's really all you need from it. And Andy Griffith. I mean, again, we're, we're doing this so that you didn't have to. You didn't have to anyway. Like... Thank you for doing this extremely weird thing with us. Hey, you know, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We, we haven't had a guest all season because, partially because of quarantine, and also because when we did that mini-series of all guests, it really took a lot of, like, energy out of us. Uh, but apparently we should have just been having guests this whole time because of quarantine. Yeah. Like... <laughs> This is a hard sell to, to get people to do this. Hey, do you want to come on and watch this this slightly racist show from the 1960s with us? And people are like, no. And we're like, that makes sense. Touche. <laughs> but now it's like, I ain't got shit else to do. In in retrospect, if we'd done this in like April, we probably could have landed like Patton Oswald. Uh, <laughs> just on the basis of like, you don't have any fucking, anything better to do. Let's go ahead and talk about where we can find each other or where you can find us on the internet. Daryl, you go ahead and go first and uh, remind people where they can find your stuff. Yeah, uh, my, website's, you the the my website is DarylCharlesComedy.com, so go there and you'll see the things that I'm on in my calendar, but uh, which is very, very internet-heavy right now. And, uh, you know, get uh, Black Gentrifier, the same of my album. If you search for it, you'll find it. It's on Apple and Spotify and Tidal and Aura and... All the places, but, you know, go to DarylCharles.Bandcamp.com and buy the thing, because remember when people bought things, uh, uh, and I'll get money. Uh, all that stuff will be in our show notes as well, so you can just scroll Great. down and click on that. Uh, on the internet, you can get to me on Twitter. I am at Schneid Remarks. That is S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. Uh, I'm at the Luds, two Ds. Uh, online, other places of... Twitter, we are at Break Mayberry on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Breaking Mayberry, uh, Patreon.com slash Breaking Mayberry if you want to support us with your money dollars, uh, and Instagram, Breaking Mayberry. I think that's our last one. The music you heard before was made by Max Ludwig, who is on Twitch as Sleep Talkie. Uh, follow him, and he's great. Uh, other than that, we'll see y'all down at the fishing hole. When the hell did we get an Instagram? A boo. Thank you.